0: Our second scripture reading tonight comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, from chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. This is the Christmas story as the Bible tells it. Listen for God's word to you tonight. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be to God. Just before coming over tonight, I read this exact story out of this Gospel of Luke account to my children before putting them to bed. And this is too late of a service for them. But they, as we, as we went through the story again, they listened and they said, We've heard this before. (laughs) Have you heard this before? Good evening again. It is so good to be with you tonight on this Christmas Eve and to be part of this service together. I want to say hi again to those watching at home uh, on YouTube or on Facebook Live. We're glad you're tuning in with us uh, in these pandemic times where everybody has to figure out what they're able to do in order to seek after the things of God. So God bless you who are here in person. God bless you to those who are at home tonight. I want to check and make sure that you're ready for this sermon. Did you all get your bells on the way in? Let me, let me make sure you have a bell and hear it, hear it ring if you've got one. Thank, thank you. This is going to be a participation sermon. Okay, are you ready for that? Choir, are you ready for that? Oh, oh, you are. Okay, here's how it's going to work. When I say, let the bells ring, you let them ring. So, let the bells ring. Okay. This will come up in a little bit in my sermon, so just get ready. Tonight we're talking about the Christmas story, and it's about the way that God comes to us in this amazing event, coming as a baby, a little bitty baby named Jesus. And when Jesus was born, it was such a special event that everybody who heard about it celebrated, paid attention, and it even changed their lives. Mary and Joseph, who were Jesus' and Jesus' mother and father on earth, uh, were in Bethlehem, and they were visitors looking for a place to stay. But we remember that there was no room for them in the inn. There was no hotel, no motel, no holiday inn. There wasn't even an Airbnb. And so finally, they found a place to stay, which was a stable, and it was this kind of dirty barn area where animals would be kept. And that's where Jesus, the Son of God, was born. No one has such a a lowly beginning to their life as this child, showing us the love of God made known, made small, made accessible to us. And then there were these shepherds who were out in the fields watching their flocks by night, and a bunch of angels showed up in the sky and told them that Jesus had been born and that this would be good news for everybody. And then the angels went up into heaven, and they started singing glory to God in the highest. After Jesus was born and the shepherds had gone to see him, we hear about the wise men in a later scripture passage. They came from far away because they also wanted to see Jesus, who they knew to be the newborn king. And the way that they found him was by following a star that led them all the way to Bethlehem, and it rested right over the place where Jesus was lying. And When they got there to Bethlehem, they opened their presents and they gave him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And I bet one of the reasons that we give Christmas presents to each other this time of year is because those wise men gave Jesus those first three presents. Another reason we probably give presents is because Jesus himself is the greatest gift that we can receive from God. Jesus comes to show us God's love, to teach us, to offer forgiveness when we get things wrong, which we all do sometimes, and to bring light into the dark places of our world. Jesus is the greatest gift of this season, and we are called on to receive him again tonight. Here's the thing about Christmas. It isn't a toy story, even though we're talking about gifts. It's not a toy story. It's a God story. It's a story about who God is and what God is up to in the world. And yet, because I want to talk to you tonight in a way you can hear, maybe I will use the idea of a toy story to help us understand the God story. Do you remember the movie Toy Story? Anybody remember Toy Story? There we go. It was a a series of Pixar films that came out over the number of years. Raise your hand if you've seen one of the Toy Story movies, at least. Okay, you're familiar, at least. Um, This is all about Sheriff Woody and Buzz Lightyear, Rex, Ham, Bo Peep, and all the rest of them. If it's been a while, it's a good one to follow up on and watch later in this Christmas season. And so Sheriff Woody is the main character in the story, the main toy, and he belongs to a boy, a human boy named Andy. And every time Andy and the other humans leave the room, all the toys come to life. That's the story in Toy Story. And some of the big themes in this movie are about friendship, courage, sacrifice, the process of growing up, dealing with life's changes, and also with belonging feeling secure in who you are and whose you are. Woody, for example, is constantly monitoring his relationship with Andy, the main kid in the story, to make sure that no one else is trying to get into first place with Andy. He wants to make sure he's number one. And at one point in Toy Story 2, Andy is worrying, or Woody is worrying that Andy, the boy, will go off to cowboy camp and leave him behind. He doesn't think Woody's going to bring him with him to cowboy camp this year because he's lost his cowboy hat and he can't find it. And Woody is starting to freak out. He's getting a little bit hysterical. He's so certain that Andy is going to leave him behind. He says, oh, great, that's just great. This will be the first year I miss cowboy camp all because of my stupid hat. Bo Peep tries to calm him down. She says, Woody, look under your hat. I think that's how she talks. Don't be silly, Woody says. It's not under my hat. It's a boot. I mean, it's a hat. Would you just look under your boot? He's looking for his hat. So he lifts up his boot, and he says, you see, no hat, just the word Andy. Andy was written on the underside of Woody's boot. Parents know about this, the way that you write the name of your kids on the label of their jacket, or maybe on a favorite toy, so that there won't be a mix-up if, if somebody takes the wrong thing, or if you leave it behind, you'll always be able to get it back. It's always important to know, who does this belong to? So for Woody, his value, his purpose, his importance in life, they're not defined by what he has or what he doesn't have, if he has his cowboy hat or not. It's defined by who he belongs to. And for us, it's the same way. On Christmas Eve, we are reminded again who we belong to. We belong to a God who loves us so much as to send his son Jesus into the world for us, just to be with us. God loves us so much that, that, that God's own name is written on the underside of our boot because we belong to him. This means that we are loved and claimed, and when we go astray or mess things up, which we all do sometimes, we are reclaimed, we are forgiven, we are made new, we are set free. So I want to celebrate with you tonight some of the good news of Christmas this year which goes beyond just the story of uh, which gifts or toys we might get or give. It's the story of God's great love for the world. And as we realize that we belong to God and that God wants to be with us, we get to know that Emmanuel, it means God with us. That's the promise of, of who Jesus is, God with us, even tonight. And so because of this great truth, we can join in the choirs of angels who sing, We can um, celebrate and participate in sharing the good news with others, too. So let's do that a little bit tonight. Now, this is the participation part you've been wondering about. Let me review with you some of the news of this year, some of the good news, and I want to invite you to join in. Have your bells ready. This year, just this year, weddings happened, and babies were born, and anniversaries were celebrated, and goals were met. Let the bells ring. Just this year, kids returned to school in person and got off of Zoom for a while. Let the bells ring. That was a good one. Just this year, there were trips to the beach, hikes in the woods, playing on playgrounds, walks in the neighborhood, bike rides, and bodies that were healthy enough to do those kinds of things. Let the bells ring. This year, there were friends who checked in on us. Did you have a friend like that? Spouses who lifted each other up. Moms and dads who spent time with their kids. Sons and daughters who cared for their parents. Grandmas and grandpas who showed love for the next generation. Let the bells ring. This year, there were people in uniform who protected our community and our country. There were activists who worked to find positive change. There were leaders who made hard decisions in the midst of a time that was hard to figure out. So let the bells ring. This year, there were scientists who worked on vaccines. There were doctors and nurses who kept us safe and healthy. There were frontline workers who somehow made it through. Let the bells ring. This year, we said goodbye to some of our loved ones some after lives, long lives well-lived, others whose lives seem to be cut too short. We remember those in our lives who passed on this year. We honor their memories and their impact. I wonder who that would be for you. Let the bells ring. This year, our country continued to battle COVID-19 and all those new variants that keep coming to afflict us. There are many who are sick right now, whether at home or in the hospital. Others have lost their lives to the pandemic, and we honor them tonight as well. Let the bells ring. This year, we remembered that character counts. The ways that we treat other people, talk to them, the attitudes we have can make a real difference. My daughter has a t-shirt at at home, and her t-shirt says, Kindness it's kind of my thing. And I like that. I I like that idea. I like that attitude, that spunk. For the kindness that we want to show around us, the attitude we seek to have to those we meet and that we also want to receive from others. Let the bells ring. This year we saw the end to the war in Afghanistan with a chaotic and scary handover of power. Do you remember that one? We, asked, we were asked as a country to receive refugees who were fleeing from war torn places like that one. We remember the way that Jesus, soon after he was born on Christmas, he and his family had to flee to Egypt. By the time he was two, Jesus was a refugee. For those who are far from their homes and families at Christmas, including immigrants and refugees, let the bells ring. I think we could probably go on and on tonight. This list just builds as, it, as we go. Once you start praising and thanking God for the good things in your life, it gets long. And once you start bringing the hard parts of life to God, you don't want to stop. And so maybe you will continue to with this litany a little bit on your own later on. Maybe when you get home tonight, when you look into the beautiful lights of, around the Christmas tree or tomorrow, sitting in your jammies talking with your family, maybe you will reflect a little bit more about the blessings in your life this year, the reasons to let bells ring. But one last thing that I want to make sure you know tonight about Christmas is that each of you and all of you are worth it to God. You are worth being named and claimed by the one who comes to us at Christmas. That's the reason that Jesus comes into the world, to remove and take away any barrier or barricade that would keep us from knowing who we are and who we belong to. You know, at the end of Toy Story 2, Woody is snatched by this character called the Toy Collector. And the Toy Collector wants to clean him all up, you know, make him look really just like new so that he can sell him on the black market or something. Uh, There's a toy version of that. It's called eBay. No, um, he's trying to sell them online, I think, and so he cleans them up, makes them look like new. He even paints over the bottom of his boot, paints over the name Andy, and that name disappears. Woody struggles to find his place in the world and to remember what his life is all about, but then he scratches off that fresh paint that's on his boot, and he sees underneath that Andy's name is still there. I pray this Christmas that you will spend some time scratching off whatever that paint is. It's covering up your relationship and connection to God. Scratch off any of the gunk that's clinging to you, any of the false self-images that you're lugging around with you as a heavy burden. And as you do, I hope that you will know that the name of Jesus, the one who comes at Christmas, is written onto your heart. Jesus has written into who you are. You are known by him, loved by him, and you are claimed by him today. So for the good news on this Christmas Eve, let the bells ring. Amen.